2014. I'm Paul Ragsdale with co-host Lyle Stokes. Check. Is do you really need a tackle upgrade? And uh, that's that's pretty well going to be the difference between just everyday fishing and and then uh, catching the bigger fish. So I'm going to turn this over to Lyle first, and uh, we'll just kind of go from there. Well, the uh, biggest thing that I've noticed that, that has made an improvement for Cindy and I fishing is uh, electronics. Um, we always had depth finders and stuff in the boat, but the new stuff and the better quality stuff, uh, we fished tournaments for years before, but when they come out this new stuff, we got a little bit behind with the drifting techniques and stuff that come out. and and we didn't upgrade uh, what everybody else did, and we got a little bit behind time, and uh, the new hummingbirds and all rances and stuff, the, the difference in the quality and what they'll do is amazing, and uh, if you're into tournament fishing or, or consistently putting quality fishing boats, you've got to upgrade your electronics to be able to keep up with everybody else and, and stay up on, on techniques and stuff. Uh, well, well, hang on yes. one sec. Could you do me a favor? Could you and Paul um, log out of that Catfish Weekly site so we might be able to get a couple more members in there since we're experiencing problems with the limit? I'm gone. Yeah, I can do that. And I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. And we'll see if we can't get a couple more people in here. How's that? Um, I'm not, and I closed the uh, Catfish Weekly page, so that should help. Yeah, you have to close the Catfish Weekly page. It still shows Black Horse in there. I'm I'm completely out of it. Well, it seems like we always run into a little minor thing every week, don't we? <laughs> yeah, I'll refresh it and see if uh, you're still in there. Yeah, it still shows you in there. I'll I'll just block you out of it and then unblock you later. That's fine. Got it all figured out. No, well, block. There we go. All right, now we got. Now we got it set up. Go ahead. The other thing that we do is we went from monofilament line to braid line just because it doesn't have any stretch in it. That way, when you go to set your hook, you have a true. A, a true hook set. Um, I know a lot of people like monofilament line, but it just you know the braid is, is what we prefer to do. We upgraded to a better quality hooks and stuff, and um, you know there's a lot of a lot of good brands out there. You can use Gamagatsu or or Matsu or, or uh, any of the major brands, but we have come to learn that the eight and ten aught circle hooks that are made by Eagle Claw, the 2022s, that's what works the best for us. Um, quality reels. Um, we went to Abu Garcia just nearly 100%. We do have I have some pin fathoms and, and different things that we use, but uh, Cindy and I for for drifting we prefer to 6500s, and she uses them for anchor fishing also, and so do I. That in 7000s. So um, you know it, it just depends on what you're doing. If you're just catching eating fish, you don't need the equipment that what we do. Uh, unless you're steadily catching, you know, a lot of 
Did you freeze up on us? I think so. Okay, I'll give him a couple seconds here. All right. Um, here's a vote to Chuck, and we'll wait for uh, Lyle to get back in. Go ahead, Chuck. Yes, a couple years ago when I started um, hanging up on some pretty large fish, uh, I was using the ugly stick catfish rods, you know, $29.99. I had some uh, 5,500 Cs, and I started hooking up on fish that they couldn't quite handle. Uh, every now and then I could get in a 40 or a 45 before I got uh, snagged up and would lose fish, had them breaking off. So um, I started just upgrading a little out of time, went with some 7,000s and um, started getting me some, you know, uh, original catfight takedown rods from uh, bottom dwellers. And I would get some, I got a couple of ugly stick tigers, which, you know, $50, you know, for a rod there, the tigers are about undestructible. I've never heard of anybody breaking one, but uh, after I, ended up you know get you know spending about hundred and fifty dollars on a rod I was able to start getting those fish in and I was more comfortable about it um, and then I, I made the switch to braid also which um, has really built my confidence because I had a lot of issues with uh, most of it's probably my fault for not checking my mono for uh, breaks you know um, potential breaks rough spots and gouges uh, which I know a lot of times when I've uh, broke off, it's you know been my fault on that. Um, you know, the you know I just upgraded to a um, a different trolling motor today. Uh, it's it's very hard you know to drift to watch electronics and be in the back of the boat uh, with a uh, with a regular standard foot pedal trolling motor. Uh, you know, some of the trolling motors have foot pedals with 18-foot cords, uh, but most of those also have the option where you can run the co-pilot and I-pilot anyway if you've got the extra $150 to get your uh, co-pilot. But I think, uh, you know, by me being in the back of the boat and being able to uh, maneuver my boat and being back there where I need is going to be a, a big plus for me. Um being back with the electronics, um, you know, not everybody can afford to have, you know, nice electronics on the front of the boat and the back. Um, and I'm one of those. I've just got uh, the the best one I could afford, which was a 898. It does everything I need. Um, I, only reason I would need something better because I'm not, I can't see very well. Um, but pretty much I can see everything I need to see. Uh, if, if I zoom in on my uh, side imaging or my down imaging when I see a, a nice shadow or something, yeah, I can zoom in and see that I'm marking or whatever. But, you know, most of the time I'm just focusing on, um, you know, channel edges and, and structure, which the structure I see fine anyway. But, um, you know, you don't have to have that uh, side imaging and down imaging to get out and compete. Um you know, they offer some, uh, you know, five-inch screens that's just got down imaging, uh, which you can find the structure that's directly below your boat or, you know, not very far out, which I use my damn, uh, down imaging a lot anyway. 
um, just find that structure and fish on that structure. Say, so, uh, hey, uh, Chuck, we got a question for you on here. It says, uh, Chuck, do you use different rods for different setups? Let's say anchored compared to drifting. Uh, no, I, I really don't. I, um, I had uh, some ugly stick tigers, and um, I just wasn't very comfortable with those uh, drift fish, and so. Uh, I mean, there, there's some real beefy rods, but I, I went ahead and switched over to a rod that I prefer. Um, it's got a pretty soft tip. I don't have no trouble catching three or five pounders with it, but it still has uh, a great backbone. So I, I couldn't afford, and I don't have the room to have a bunch of different rods. So uh, finally, after I got my hands on the um, a rod from Bottom Dwellers, the uh, takedown rod, uh, it's very affordable for me. Um, so, you know, I went with it, and then, uh, you know, me, me and Leanne both got us a um, a Black Horse custom rod, which I wished everybody could afford to get one eventually, and I had Lyle build it exactly like, told him exactly what I wanted to do, anchor down or drift. Um, it, you know, it's got that pretty soft tip to where I can, you know, load up a five-pounder, or, um, you know, if, if a big, you know, 60, 70 pounder loads it up. I, I don't have any worries about uh, getting it in either. So um, I, I, I pretty much tried to go standard where no matter what situation I'm in, whatever rods I have in the boat, I'm able to use for everything. Okay, let's go over to FUD. Um, yeah, uh, you see a lot of guys that, that show up to tournaments and you know, they, they ask for opinions on what they should get for a reel or for a rod, and, and really it's, it's a real subjective question. I mean, for each individual, you can I can go out to tournaments and, and you'll see me out there with 1199 giant, you know, 42-inch, you know, fish finder, and I might get last place in that tournament, whereas the guy that goes out there and has, you know, the tiny little 2-inch one that has nothing but the circle on it and you know as old school can go out there and win that tournament you don't necessarily have to have the best of the best to go out there and do well in, in tournaments or to even just catch catfish for fun um, what you probably need to do is do a lot of research you know there's a lot of websites out, out there right now um, Catfishing Pro is one good one that I know of where you could go and you could ask any question you wanted and you're going to get pretty pretty good responses to it, you know, and they're going to tell you, you know, what kind of budget are you working with, what kind of fish are you looking for. Um, there's really a lot of things that factor into gear on whether you need to upgrade or, or you're good with what you got. I mean, there's there's plenty of guys that can go to Walmart and get that ugly stick that they sell there for like 19 or $29 and go out to the ponds and catch 5, 10, 20-pound fish and not have a problem ever with that setup. You know, I mean, there's you can go to you can go to Walmart and get a perfectly good setup to go out and catch catfish. Um, when you get into tournament catfishing and you start to get a little serious about it, um, that's when you probably want to step your game up and start looking at maybe different types of line, different hooks. Um, you know, starting you you spend a little bit more. There's certain things in the catfishing products where the money that you spend is well worth it. And there's certain other areas where it might not be as worth it right away. I mean, 
as much as, as much as I'd hate to say it, I wouldn't necessarily want somebody brand new in fishing to go out and buy a black horse custom rod when they're not ever going to catch anything over a five pound fish and they didn't have a lot of money to begin with, you know, and somebody just steered them in the wrong direction to start. Because uh, that, that might leave a bad taste in their mouth to where, as if somebody would have told them, just go to Walmart, get you an ugly stick, you know, and then and they, they transitioned their their catfishing into more serious catfishing, and they and then they would trust you to say, you know, these Black Horse custom rods are, are, are really good, you know, they're worth the money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then and they'll, they'd be more likely to believe you down the road. You know, I mean, that's... You, you want you want to build trust and relationship with people it isn't by trying to sell them the most expensive stuff you know or try to tell them trying to tell them that the most expensive things are the best because a lot of times it's true but there's there's a lot of times where that's not and I think what you need to do is really look at like I said doing a lot of research for what you're doing uh, you get that research you uh, you, you take your budget, what you have, and, and what you're going for, and you try to make the best decision possible for yourself. Um, one thing I'll talk, I'll talk about kind of quickly on is, is the differences between some of the things, um, like a Black Horse custom rod compared to uh, a Tiger rod or uh, a rod that you'd buy from Bottom Dwellers. Um, the difference in those, in those rods are going to be there's a backbone in a rod. And a lot of mass-produced rods, the company doesn't go through and individually find the backbone of that rod. There's a special technique you have to do to find the backbone of that rod. And if you set that rod up correctly with that backbone, that rod is specifically made for that backbone. And it's going to work better for catching fish. And then, like I said, a mass-produced rod, they're not going to find that backbone. They're just going to slap the eyes on it, you know, slap the reel seat on it, and it's going to be like every other rod out there. Now, with the Black Horse custom rods, that's when you know, you're getting up into a little pricier rod, um, but you get to customize it completely out. I mean, you can tell Lyle that you want uh, ceramic insert eyes or stainless steel eyes. You know, you want a cork reel seat or cork handles, or you want the uh, butt cord gripped handles. Um, you can tell them what size you want it, what action you want. You know what what model of blank that you want. Your you know what colors you want on the rod. It's really just you know the top tier. I would say the top tier of, of having the nice rod. You know something that it's it's going to be custom for you. It's going to be designed out to handle the fish that, that you're fishing for. Um, it, it really is you know the top of the tier. And it's not honestly for what some people charge for um, custom rods. Lyle's prices are pretty, not, not pretty, they're extremely reasonable. You know, I'm, I'm thinking that a lot of his rods are in that $150 range, you know, real close to that area, $150, $200. And uh, while that might seem expensive to some, you know, it's it's really not, you know, for, for what you get, like I just explained, you're not getting the quality that you're getting with the mass-produced rod. But, um, you know, as far as, like, what type of fish you're fishing, what line you're using. A lot of people, you know, you, you could go out and get, you know, 65-pound Power Pro from Walmart. You could get the um, 
the monofilament that they have, like the Cajun mono and and most of that type of stuff, you can get there, and you're going to be okay with it. <laughs> and no, I'm not going to put the hair back on. I'm getting I'm getting comments to put the hair on. I'm not doing that. Yeah, we see it behind you. <laughs> can you? Yep. Oh, I guess you can. <laughs> Either that or you can wear the horns, I guess. But um, yeah, as far as as far as you know, like the new people that come in, try to if you're going to give them some information, really try to fill them out to to best help them because they might not know, you know, what what questions to ask you to best help themselves. They might just you know come to you with a real broad question and you just tell them what you use or whatever you're sponsored by. And it's not necessarily, like I said, the best information for them. So, you know, if you fill them, fill them out a little bit, see what, what kind of budget they have, what the, what kind of fishing they're primarily doing, you might be able to give them um, a little better information, and they're going to trust you more in the long run, you know, to, to maybe come to your products that you're, you're sponsored by. If they're, if they're not ready for them at the time, then later on they would, and they'll believe in you a little more. Uh, I guess uh, I guess what we're trying to say is if you're just uh, catching table fare or you're just out fishing for fun and you're fishing in a local lake, local creek, or or something of that sort, do a 404, um, a Shakespeare uh, catfish combo, or or something like that, and and. I would go with a minimum 20-pound test if, if I was doing just that. But when you uh, – uh, it was like three years ago, I started seeing all these huge fish and uh, talking to, to different people in there and, and whatnot. As soon as I started having fish breaking my lines, uh, snapping the, the eyelid off the tip of my, my pole and stuff like that, that's when I started looking in, into the other equipment. And going to be fishing Mississippi River, Ohio River, or any of that, you might seriously want to consider using some braid and, and uh, some of the upper uh, priced rods. Uh, so you didn't, you know, if you get that fish of a, a lifetime, you're not going to end up uh, with broke line, and, and all you have to tell is a fish story, you know. But three and four hundred dollars in, in fishing equipment if you're just catching something to eat. And I guess that, that's pretty much what we're trying to say. Uh, you don't have to go out and buy $150, rods, as, as uh, Chris said. Um, oh, we got, a, we got a question for, I guess it would be uh, any anybody that is tournament fishing I guess he said as Scott Wiseman asked if uh, do you guys change rigs when when going from anchoring to drifting meaning terminal tackle so I don't Chuck uh, no I don't Lyle yes I do uh, we use different rigs uh, not every time it depends on the situation and what the fish are wanting a lot of times um, we'll float when we're drifting uh, we'll float 
uh, baits up as we're flying backwards, and um, uh, I'll use a lot of uh, two-hook setups drifting that I probably wouldn't use um, when we are uh, anchor fishing a lot of times uh, to suspend the bait because if you watch your electronics, a lot of times the bait, the, uh, the fish will be one, two, three foot off the water, off the bottom uh, of the river, and that way you can suspend them up because the fish would rather come up to get the bait than they would go down to get it. And uh, a lot of times we'll change our rigs uh, in a tournament situation. Um, for myself, it really depends on when I'm drifting, what kind of structure I'm targeting. Like if I if I'm drift, or no, I'm sorry, when I'm anchored, when I'm when I'm anchored, I'm if I'm fishing for flathead. Uh, I may put a kale on for for some live, for some live gills. Um, you know, I might extend my leader up with a heavier mono if I'm fishing in some 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 rocks, some shell rocks, or a real thick cover on wood or anything like that. Um, but for the most part, uh, uh, in the most situations, I don't. Most situations, you know, if I go from drifting, I I mainly use a standard Carolina rig. Um, with a, another question that I got was FUD, what's your choice on hook, circle, kale, etc., and company choice? Um, my personal choice, I do like the Team Catfish double action hooks. Um, I do like Gamagatsu's. I've always kind of felt like the Gamagatsu ADOTs, octopus circles, are a little bit thin, and a lot of people I've heard breaking them off, you know, bad batches and things like that. Um, I was just with Jonathan Herndon down in Alabama, and we was using the the Gamagatsu Super Nautilus. And <laughs> while we caught some good fish on it, that, that, fit, that hook is almost like an alligator hook, man. I don't see anything straightening that thing out. And we kind of came to a conclusion that might have been a little bit thick of a hook. So we're, we're looking at the regular Nautilus and a few other different options that Gamagatsu has, something that's sort of in between the uh, diameter of the, the, the regular Octopus Circle 8s and that Super Nautilus. If we can find something right in between there, I would imagine from Gamagatsu it would be a really good hook. Um, you know, I, right now I... I'm pretty confident in the ADOTs. You know, like I said, I still feel they're a little thin, uh, but the Gamagatsu ADOTs are a real, real good hook. I've never had any problems with them. Unfortunately, we don't have the, the size and quantity of fish that some of the other people have, so I haven't had to worry about straightening an ADOT Gamagatsu. So hopefully one day, I guess I can cross my fingers, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, if you got, if Lyle or you have a, input on that, you can throw it in as well. Well, we use uh, a circle hooks for all anchor fishing. Uh, I've tried every brand in the world, and when they break, I don't use them anymore. Uh, we tried some of the famous red hooks that are supposed to be so great, and uh, we was in a tournament one night, got three bites, had three takedowns, and never hooked a fish. They ended up in the bottom of the river. I don't use those anymore. The thing that I go back to every time that I try something new that doesn't work out is Eagle Claws. They are tried and true. They work the best for me. Uh, as far as drifting, we use circle hooks on the on the uh, uh, dead sticks, but on the bouncing rods, we are using J-style hooks, and the best that I have found are the Charlie Brown 10-aughts. And uh, 
you can lay it on them babies. They won't break. They're sharp and ready to go. Chuck, you got any input on that? Uh, yes, I I use the Eagle Claw L2022s for every situation. I haven't. I mean, I've been doing a little bit about uh, back bouncing this stuff. I haven't got into it real heavy yet. I want to, uh, you know, try to get it down pat. But, um, you know, I've, I've, I've wanted to try the Team Catfish double action, but I, I really don't know how, you know, they would act on, uh, you know, gut hooking. I've, I've never gut hooked a fish with a, a 2022. So, um, you know, for that's one reason I, I've been using it and haven't switched. You know, my hookup ratio is unbelievable also. Um, I was... I was introduced by, by, you know, Jason Bridges. I'd call him, you know, three times a week on the phone and just pick his brain, and he would sit there and just talk to me for hours, never had a problem. I mean, he would he, he won't give you a grid coordinates or tell you where a, a stump is to go catch a trophy, but he has, he's, he's gave me so much help on, uh, you know, choosing and everything. Um, after I started using L2022s, um, after about a month, my, my hookup ratio, you know, was so high, uh, didn't have any more uh, gut hooks, and, uh, I mean, he was right, everything. He's sponsored by Eagle Claw, but, I mean, he he wasn't leading me in the wrong way. He was, you know, he, he was tired of me uh, calling him, asking him what to do to catch that trophy fish, and I think when I finally caught that 85 on Wheeler, he was probably more excited than I was because, um, you know, he... He probably is like, well, this guy ain't going to call and bug me three times a week now until he finally gets him one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I really love that Eagle Claw L2022. It's, it's been really good to me. But uh, I, I wish I had more input on the uh, double action um, because I'm trying to decide what to use for a, a back bouncing hook. Um, if, if, the, uh, you know, if it don't gut hook a lot, I'd really like to try it. We don't have any problem with the uh, with the Charlie Brown, and they're similar design to those, and we don't get hooked with those. As far as the 2022 Eagle Claws, uh, I was at Tombstone Tackle this last week and picked up uh, some of those from Adam over there, and he told me that uh, Eagle Claw is coming out with those in a bigger size also, and they are heavy wire, large diameter, and uh, you know when when you sink that baby, you know when a Blue grabs that thing; it's not going anywhere. If you get him in the jaw, in the bottom lip, or the upper lip, or in the side of the the mouth, uh, they're coming to the boat. That's they're just they're the toughest hook I've ever seen. We got one more question. Um, basically, uh, braid versus mono on each of us, and and why? I was. I mean, I used to go mono till I started snapping line. And uh, from that point on, you know, I'm catching 16-plus pound uh, channel cats and stuff. Um, I just ended up going with a braid. And to me, it seems like it lasts longer. And that's, that's the reason I use it. And the, uh, the hooks, I found a, a source out of uh, China that I've been buying my hooks from, which are pretty thick wires. I... I showed some of them to Lyle. They're pretty thick, but uh, that—that's about when I, I started using nothing but braid anymore. 
is uh, too many lost fish. What do you think, Chuck? Um, well, on on braid, it seems like the, you know the the stretch and everything. Um, I mean, I'm not an expert on fishing lines or you know anything like that, but it seems like the mono in some ways helps the circle hook have time to settle in the fish's mouth during the stretch um, and has more time to, um, you know, get that hook at that point, you know, set. And then as he stretches it, you know, sets it better. I've had a few more misses using braid. When I was using mono, it seems like, you know, my hookup ratios were a lot better. Um, but you know, I'm I'm cranking down on them a little bit quicker now using the braid. Uh, it seems like the you know the the longer I would let them take it down without cranking down on it's when it would go ahead and slip on out of their mouth. But you know I'm trying to adapt to it. But and I'm I'm really liking the braid. I haven't been using it for about six months now. You know you you think that 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 stretch needs to equate with all braid, not like a. Uh or with all mono, I mean, and not like a braid with a mono leader, or you think you need to get that right amount of stretch, you need all mono? Well, I don't know, because, you know, at the same time, I was switching rods. So, you know, when I was using that mono, I had uh, stiffer rods, which, um, you know, I think the mono was really helping me with my hook sets. But now since I got some lighter tips, you know, and using that braid, um, you know, I've got the, the rods helping me out more, you know, getting more bend before he notices it's there with that, with that heavy, with that heavy action rod where, you know, it, with braid, you know, that they can feel it immediately. They don't have time to slide and set, it'll slide right out of their mouth, but when I was using the mono, I had, you know, stiffer rods and stuff at the time, so I, I think the rods are really helping me more than anything. Wow, well, did you already talk about that or no? Uh, no, I'll touch on it just a little bit. Um, I don't, we went to, from mono to braid simply because of the no stretch, and the deal with with uh, with us is when we're fishing uh, in the summertime, we do a lot of tournaments and the braid has no stretch, and if you're using uh, mono or, or if you're using braid on your side dead sticks, um, when they hit that, the action of the rod is what sets the hook. You don't have to worry about the the, the give in the mono. The, the the braid will not stretch, and when they pull it down, if you have the action of rod tip that you need, uh, the hook will be set automatically. Uh, when back bouncing. Uh, which is one of the big deals for us uh, as we're drifting backwards down a river you go to set the hook on a fish that is has grabbed hold of your bait when you set that hook whatever action rod that you're using and we use a heavy action drift rod uh, you can lay it on him because our hookup ratio is so much better with a with a J style hook or a kale hook than with a circle of drifting that you've got to lay it on him and you don't want that line stretching that way, when you set the hook, the rod, if you have the right action on the rod, the hook is just almost automatic. And the, our, our ratio of hook sets to non-hook sets have went up to where it's on, you know, it, I'm not going to tell you it's 100%, but it's really, really close. 
Would you say, I guess my question might, might be something that's stupid or not, but people might have that question. Um, when you say you use a heavy action rod, now the heavy action, is that all considered only in the tip or is that just considered the type or class of rod that, rod length that it is? Or, I mean, could you have a heavy action rod that had more of like a light action tip to it or a medium heavy action tip to it, if that makes sense? All rod manufacturers, the blank manufacturers, rate their rods differently from one company to the next. And one thing that people have to remember is when you're using a crappie rod, they'll rate them heavy reaction, but that's for light action stuff. Uh, same with bass rods. You know, a lot of guys for Channel Cat using bass-style rods, and they'll call them medium-heavy or heavy action. But when you go to a catfish-style rod, it's a lot, lot heavier, uh, more sturdy, and they rate them a little bit differently. But a medium-heavy... Um, is is probably enough for most instances, but the the heavy action are, are a lot stiffer uh, on the tip all the way through, and that doesn't mean large diameter. That just means that the quality of it is, will will let you go ahead and set the hook, and it won't just bend right over. Uh, the power rating of your rod is from two thirds of the way down from the tip back, and the the tip rating. Uh, the action of it is the first third of the rod, so um, the heavy action is a lot stiffer than the, the medium fast, but you know that's that's what we prefer for drifter. That way you don't have that when you're hand rodding. You don't want that rod to bend over and give that that fish chance to get off. You want to be able to lay that hook in him and make it stick and stay where it needs to be. So, so you'd say a good heavy action rod for for a drifting setup? Yes, and and you know we. You know, we make some rods that, that are lightweight for that, for guys fishing for channel cat and then the heavier action or for the blues. And they still work good for anchor fishing, uh, but they are, they're the, the heavy action is what we prefer. That's you know, what most of the drift guys use. And, and they're not like a broomstick. They still have some give to them. In fact, they have a lot of give to them. But, but they're stiffer than a medium heavy. Uh, they'd be the next step up from that. And, and I will just uh, touch on things. You know, guys that, that are fishing ugly sticks and stuff, and, and there's nothing wrong with doing that, but the way they rate those blanks is a lot lighter than what uh, the custom manufacturers rate them. You know, they'll call a medium heavy, which is what we would call a light, or uh, they'll call a heavy action a, a medium heavy, and it's just not that, you know, they're rated differently for each manufacturer. Yeah. Okay, I need to do this real quick. Um, the contest is still going. Or the giveaway for the Whisper Wear Apparel and CatfishWeekly.com. You need to make a sign like this. I don't think you can see it, can you guys? Well, yeah. your, your picture went to... Okay, there you go. Okay, now... Now it should have straightened out, but what you want to do is put catfishweekly.com and whisker wear apparel, put it on a piece of paper, put it in front of you just like this, take a picture, and upload that to uh, Catfish Weekly uh, Facebook page, and that'll be your entry, and then uh, at the end of this month we'll choose... The winner, we do it by random.org. So you know it's not a good boy network. Uh, just giving it to, to somebody we know. You'll actually get to see the, the uh, drawing. 
So the the giveaways for a, a white or black hoodie, your choice, which color you want, two koozies and a Catfish Weekly, or not a Catfish, a Whisker Wear Apparel sticker. So I wanted to get that in, and uh, I hope to see a lot more entries than what we've got because uh, the, the Catfish Apparel is pretty, pretty cool. And uh, I guess, are we ready for the uh, the last minute? Yeah, the closing statements. There you go. Okay. Um, we'll go with, with Lyle and Chuck, then Chris, and then myself. So uh, any last words, Lyle? Absolutely. Uh, I wanted to let everybody know that we have a, um, a fellow cat fisherman that has been diagnosed with cancer. His name is Calvin Myers. He's a great guy from uh, Illinois, and uh, we're planning on a May 31st benefit tournament for Calvin. Uh, we're getting just outstanding comments and, and numbers of people that are donating prizes uh, for this benefit tournament, and uh, I'd like to see as many people can show up. We haven't got a spot figured out for it yet. It's going to be somewhere on the Mississippi River and places that Calvin fish. And everybody that could attend, it would be awesome if you could do it. It would be a 50% payout going to the fishermen and 50% going to the family for travel expenses because they're having to put him in St. Louis at the hospital, and it's a big deal for them as far as getting people down the scene and stuff. And that would be really awesome if everybody could make it. So... You know, if we can get a big crowd there, that would help the family out a great deal. Calvin's a really good guy. He's fished a lot of tournaments. He's, he's on, on Facebook. He's on all the boards and everything. He's just an outstanding young man. He's 28 years old, so uh, we need to help them out all we can. The only other thing that I have for tonight is when we're talking about upgrades and stuff, the way we like to eat right there is my snack of choice in the boat. Everybody should have a can of Vienna sausages, so they got plenty of <laughs> I got one more thing for you, Lyle. All right, buddy. Um, yesterday. Hang on, one, real quick. Uh, Robert Tolman asked, can items be donated if we can't be there? Yes, absolutely. You can send them to me. Uh, contact me on Facebook or on Twisted Cat Outdoors, and I will give you my address. We have, right now we have people sending stuff in already. Uh, we've got two Cat River anchors on the way and Whiskerware Apparel and, and Hardcore Cat Fishing. Uh, some others have, have given us uh, the go-ahead that they're going to be sending us products for this giveaway, so it's, it's really going to be a big deal for Calvin and his family. And uh, Ricky Bracken yesterday donated two boxes of stuff that we're going to give away at the tournament, and, and it was just, you know, uh, the, the the help that we're getting right now is just overwhelming, so by the time this tournament comes up, it's going to be awesome. Is that it? So far, yeah. <laughs> well, what, what I wanted to allow the, the kick on real quick, we was at the uh, Cat Tournament uh, Outdoors Trail, and um, I wanted to allow to uh, kind of go over maybe the first, the top three because top three were, were just awesome. And uh, I want to allow to hit that and tell, tell 
how much money was involved and, and all that cool stuff. Absolutely. I'll be glad to. I'm pulling it up. Just give me one second here, and I'll have all that uh, on here. We had a we went we had, Twisted Cat Outdoors tournament for, for March was in uh, St. Louis at Columbia Bottoms. Uh, we had a 30 team turnout down there, and it was extremely cold. Uh, Low 30s for takeoff, and uh, the wind was blowing out of the north, and it was just absolutely miserable. But uh, we really did have a good turnout, and uh, they caught some monster fish. I will mention right now that uh, we was pre-fishing for that tournament the day before. We was down there Friday, and we come in, and Chris or uh, Chris Morrow was at the top of the boat ramp sitting in his boat, and we pulled in. He was all smiled up. He needed some assistance. He was going to weigh a fish and take some pictures and couldn't find anybody to help him, and he had a 78.8 pound blue. Uh, we took pictures for him and posted them and, and uh, helped him weigh the fish with the tournament scales, and that was a giant. But yesterday in the tournament, Brian Sanders and Marty Dara caught two fish on a three-fish limit. They turned in two fish for 143.5 pounds. Won $945. They also had big fish of the day, which was 81.5 pounds. Paid them 300 bucks. So uh, $1,245 for two fish is pretty good. Hans Fronstock and Adam Rankin got 133.8 pounds for $420. Roger Gerloff and Richard Bauer, 113.8 pounds. Uh, three fish limit, uh, 315 bucks. Jason Huggins and Dennis Gaughan. Caught uh, three fish for 81.3 pounds, paid them $252. Justin Wolf and Eric Rudy, uh, three fish limit of 73.7 pounds, 168 bucks. So uh, you guys get a chance to fish some of the Twisted Cat Outdoor tournaments. Come on down. We'd love to have you. Um, we've been really having some good turnouts. Yeah, there's going to be some world records come out of that. Scott Wiseman said Indiana Catfish Association will donate to Calvin's tourney as well, so just to let you know. That's outstanding. Thank you guys so much. I really, this is going to be a big deal, and, and uh, with Calvin not working, uh, Annie being a school teacher and them having to travel all these expenses, this is this is going to be wonderful for them guys. The, by the, on the You're talking about the records. Uh, two of the last three world records come from St. Louis uh, around the confluence of Mississippi and the Missouri River. So uh, you're right, Paul. Uh, it's just a matter of time till the next one comes out of there again. That's, it's one of the great fisheries in the world. And uh, if you're a cat fisherman and you haven't had a chance to fish the Mississippi River and, and the Missouri, you're just you're missing out on one of the hot spots there is. You know, if you're going to be in town, uh, give, me, give me a holler, too. You know, I may come down there and go fishing if uh, you get down there and you want to just goof off and fish but um, yeah I, I, I think the world record is going to come out of there again. Go ahead uh, with your closing comments Chuck. Yeah uh, if, if you're confused on what gear to get um, you know most sales are over the internet uh, you've never been able to you know hold the rod in your hand feel the action yourself even though it's rated uh, medium heavy it may be too stiff um, everybody's different um, you know go to these tournaments even if you're not fishing them and, and check out everybody's gear and you know see what they're using and, and feel, feel the, uh, the actions of their gear and um, you know just mingle around with them and 
you know, you make your own decision up what to order. You know, get the right stuff and you know, catch some pigs. And, and with cat fishermen, and with cat fishermen, have good wording because if you walk up to them and say, "Can I feel your rod?" you might get punched. So <laughs> have, have good wording, you know. Can I, can I feel your can I feel your fishing pole? <laughs> you know, not can I, can I feel your pole? Can I feel your rod? Anything like that? I, I, I'd like to come in there just a second too uh, before you get in on your stuff, Chris. Um, yesterday, Cindy and I had the great pleasure of fishing with Vicki Mathena, her son, and her fish together, Jason, uh, in all tournaments, and they're extremely competitive. They win a lot of tournaments and place very high in tournaments all over the Midwest. And uh, Vicki crawled in a boat with us, and, and I had to promise Jason that I would make sure that I took good care of Vicki and and uh, she crawled in a boat with us, and we had such a great time. Just let everybody know that if you get a chance to take someone fishing, uh, it's 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 well worth the effort and the time you spend. Those two women in the boat—they're both Angler of the Year winners. Uh, you know, I had to sit in the front of the boat so they could catch a fish, but we had a blast <laughs> taking out with us, and I just can't thank her enough for for going with us. Okay, as for me. Um, I've had a lot happen in this last week, so I um, first want to thank um, Heath Malone. He, he uh, did a nice little shout-out to me on his uh, – it's not necessarily a new, it's just a rejuvenated. He's got back into it a little bit um, project that he's got, Indiana Hunter, and that was a uh, – used to be about hunting. Now they've got into catfishing. He has his own YouTube show, and I believe he's on Facebook as Indiana Hunter as well. Um, he did a nice little shout-out to me and my wife for getting second place at that big uh, ICA Turtle Creek tournament last week, so thank you, Heath, for that. Um, Jonathan Herndon, I went down to Alabama to fish, uh, fish with Jonathan Herndon and his TV show, Be His Guest, for an episode of Maximum Catfishing. Uh, if you guys haven't heard of that yet, um, it's because it's not out. It's going to be on the World Fishing Network. Uh, I believe the first season is going to come out starting in October, around that time. So if you have the World Fishing Network, look for it. Um, if you don't have Jonathan Herndon or Maximum Catfishing on your Facebook friends, look them up. They, I believe MaximumCatfishing.com is the website as well. Uh, but look for them on Facebook, add them, uh, and look for the show. He's got a lot of good, a lot of good fishermen. I believe Bill Dance is going to be on the first season. Uh, quite a few. Quite a few really good fishermen that's going to be on there. There's going to be some nice fish caught. And it's a catfishing show, so we really need to support it if we want to see things like that in the future. Um, everybody needs to watch it, you know, have good remarks on it. And, you know, it, it's it's the first, for the most part, it's the first of its kind, you know, and, and we really need to support them for it. Um, the ICA is going to have uh, their first points tournament in Petersburg, Indiana, this Saturday at 7 o'clock. Uh, well, it would be 8 o'clock, need to be there by 7, be at the meeting by 7.30, I believe. Uh, $60 entry fee. Uh, Indiana Catfish Association um, is their website.com. Um, also, again, that I'll reiterate to everybody that while every one of us have our own individual sponsors, that the show itself is not sponsored by any one pr uh, particular product or person or company or anything like that. So... We urge everybody to watch the show, enjoy the show. Um, we'll have different top topics on different uh, products and giveaways on different products. So 
we're, we're not going to be political in that way at all. You know, um, we'll, we'll promote what we believe in and and whatever's you know given to the show for giveaways, things like that. So, um, I believe I'm done. All right. Oh well, wait a minute! Wait a minute, Jonathan. I got I got my personal best blue with when I was down there filming with a 64 pound blue. It was awesome. So. Be looking for that picture. I have. I haven't put them out. I know Jonathan did when I caught them, but I haven't put them out on my page yet. But they'll be out, and they'll be my uh, cover photo and everything else under the sun here very, very shortly. <laughs> he, he, he tagged you in it, so it, it's on your page. Yeah. Anyway, guys, I guess uh, we're gonna close it out tonight. And and uh, BSing. And if you have any questions at all, uh, by all means, go to catfishweekly.com, and uh, you'll see the email under each one of us. You can uh, uh, send us an email, ask us a question or whatnot. Uh, I, guess, uh, I guess we'll just roll it up then. And, again, thanks for, for watching. Until next time, if you ain't fishing, you ain't living.